3: It's real on a bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible, hanging out a bad eat a broken head, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad at bad taste, bad luck, bad do, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes, we are live in the Pharrella Palatia, right across the river and through the woods, from where Granny loves those free rolls, as long as she's got a little J-Mo to wash it down with the New York City the Big Apple. <coughs> People just in plastic bags, directed travel, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should oh, I'm a friend to come around, flat the, the party up, rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown with a mess this towns are tattered, my brains flattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High. Mafia and the great Joe Rainier in South FLA with all of that gorgeous <laughs> Let's check the uh, birthday roll call before we get going here. Remember Victor Zambrano, 45 today? And then you got Mike Budenholzer, 51 today, turning the corner, going on to the back nine. And David Robinson, the Admiral, 55. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm wearing my Bucko jersey today because they're the worst team in baseball. And they're losing to the Twins right now at beautiful PNC Park in the Steel City. I finally decided to scrap the suits and the fresh look To go with my poor, ailing, last place, terrible, low-payrolled, hack pirates. God bless them. Can the Lakers figure out their offense before the playoffs? I think they'll do it tonight against the Rockets, even though LeBron is out tonight. His onions hurt. Trump says it's disgraceful that NBA players are kneeling during the anthem. We'll hear from LeBron. Rondo arrives in Orlando, could join the Lakers in a bubble before the playoffs. Remember he broke his thumb in several places and uh, certainly has affected the Lakers. No Bradley, no Rondo. They've had all kinds of issues. They need that guy's game back. He's a bucket maker. I don't care what anybody says Memphis loses again. Their lead for the eight seed is down to one game, two other teams within two games. John ja Morant. will hear from him today and beat at 30, but Ben Simmons Heard his kneecap. He's out indefinitely. I think this is major news for the Sixers. Uh, They can't win without this guy, in my opinion. Michael Porter Jr. continues to light it up his second straight 30-plus game. As the Nuggets beat the Spurs, we'll hear from Mike Malone. Jamal Crawford of the Nets is going to miss some games with a hammy. He hasn't done anything with the Nets since they signed him to be on this hack lineup of theirs down in Orlando uh, without – All their big names like Kyrie, KD, and everything else, right? So the bottom line is they thought Crawford would pour in buckets the way he can score, but he never plays. He's always injured. Well, look at today's games. The Kings have embarrassed the Pelicans this afternoon in Orlando. The Pelicans, I keep telling you, they're posers. They're not a good team. All I hear about is how great the Pelicans are and Zion Williamson. and I know Brandon Ingram's a great player, but this is not a good team. And all they do is lose. I mean, what more do you need to know? Every day they play, they got whacked today by the Kings. Suns, Pacers, what a game tonight. Booker against T.J. Warren, Oladipo. Jimmy Butler won't play against the Bucks tonight. Neither will Dragic. He rolled his ankle uh, yesterday. Pat Beverly out against the Mavs for the Clippers. There's great games all day, all night in the NBA. Two late goals by the Blackhawks, unbelievable! They get the stunning win over the Oilers. trying the tears, what a good, 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 good game winner! We'll hear the play-by-play of that call. My Penguins are going to lose to the Canadians. Last night, I went to jump off the George Washington Bridge, like I often do when the Canadians beat the Penguins in the playoffs. I still have nightmares of Camilleri doing it to us. Lightning are looking like the team to beat to me. We welcome in our radio affiliates across the country. Don't forget Sports Grid Radio overnight for all events. 1 a.m. Sports Radio, 3 a.m. Bagels Bad Beats, 5 a.m. SportsGridRadio.com. Check us out on YouTube. Just search Sports Grid Radio. Uh, Avs fans, missing bubble games due to a local TV fight. Well, at least they beat the Stars for the first time this year yesterday. TV numbers a hit for the NHL in the bubbles. We'll look at today's games right now. Wild and Canucks scoreless. In Edmonton for Alberta, we'll hear from fourth period and NHL radio host Dennis Bernstein today from Lipstick City. Fan question plus, Jock Peterson would have been game for the Dodgers last night. Funny how they were going to deal him to the Angels. Remember that deal fell through. Scherzer left with a hammy last night against the Mets. Of course the Mets won the game. Marlins, they sweep the doubleheader at Camden against the Orioles. Unbelievable what the Marlins are doing with that double A team of theirs. And then uh, first career home run for Alex goes Red Sox beat the race five zip. That guy can hit lefties twins uh, doing it again today up five, three on the Pirates. This is a World Series type team. I don't care what anybody says. Their problem is always they face the Yankees in the playoffs and lose. If they can avoid the Yankees somehow and maybe, you know, get to like the ALCS against to be different in that. First round loss that they have every year. This Twins team rakes baseball. Zero positive tests in the latest round of testing. That's huge. New stricter protocols going into effect today for baseball and seven inning games. A lot of players and managers and front office people love the seven inning games. Is it the future instead of nine inning double headers that take six and a half seven hours? We'll break down every game tonight. Plus, you got reports from training camps. Bruce Arians will hear from, Sean Payton we'll hear from, Stephon Diggs on the show today. How about a Josh Allen Mahomes throwing contest? We'll hear from Philip Rivers today. We'll talk about everything NFL. Mike Blewett, football full circle will join us in hour number two. PGA Championship going on at Harding Park. Tiger is in the mix. He's not right at the top of the leaderboard, but at least he's there. He's under par. We'll keep an eye on that. We're going to talk about everything Bellator 243, college football, Big Ten football, ACC football, Notre Dame football, and coast to coast.
4: Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, economist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood...
3: For all back on uh, Coast to Coast, good to have you with us today on the TV side and on our uh, radio side. Uh, Carver High back in the mix after a uh, unbelievable development as the uh, Hurricane Iseas uh, knocked Long Island off of America. He now lives in Finland and he's reporting live today on Coast to Coast from Finland. How are you, sir?
5: Hi, Scotty. Yes, it was a tough uh, 48 hours around here in the Merrick area on Long Island. But uh, last, late last night, we got the power clicked back on. And here we go. We're ready to rock today. Sweet. Uh, let's, start with, let's start with the NBA. Uh, Lakers, a uh, little bit of trouble on offense yesterday, Scotty. They only score 86 points against the OKC Thunder. LeBron says they're just working through some things. They're going to be fine. Here's LeBron.
0: I think it's going to be, you know, some good... Um, I don't want to ever say bad. Some things we need to continue to work on. I mean, we've been out four and a half months, and um, you know, we played extremely great basketball before the layoff. And you know, we implemented a couple guys into the system that has not been with us for the whole season. Uh, we, we lost, uh, you know, two of our guys. One that is not making the trip at all, and then Rondo being hurt, um, who's a big part of our um, our team as well and our nucleus. So, um, you know, we're just trying to fit everybody in, trying to do it on the fly, but at the same time. Uh, you know, get our legs back up underneath us, get our system back in place. Um, try to, you know, speed the process for the guys that haven't been with us. Um, you know, and Dion and and, and Jr. and um, and then go out on the floor and just try to implement that as um, as great as we can.
3: Look, I thought uh, Chris Paul, Adams, Gallinari played uh, great against uh, the Lakers last night. You got to give uh, the Thunder credit. Uh, I think. Billy's done a great job with that team Donovan and uh, they worked their ass off in that game last night. And the bottom line was the Lakers went through the motions. They looked bad. They played bad. They didn't hustle. Uh, they didn't get back. Uh, they didn't run at all. They didn't get any transition buckets and I thought the Thunder uh, really ran them out of the building and humiliated them. Bottom line is they don't look good. You can talk all you want. He doesn't want to say bad how to do- Uh, You know, uh, I'll say bad. How does that sound? Like, they look bad to me in Orlando. And I think tonight they have an opportunity to, uh, you know, shove it back in everybody's face. I know he's not playing with a groin. I know that he won't be in a lineup. But they need to step up. It's no different than the Heat winning without Butler. They need to step up. Kuzma and everybody else has to elevate their game. Caruso has to play better. Uh, The Bigs have to play better. Howard didn't play in that game last night. They got to get everybody playing better. Davis has to play like he gives a damn. And, you know, go for it tonight against the Rockets. Here's a team that has beaten them and humiliated them with their three seven-footers. That little six-foot-five lineup of the Rockets humiliated them in L.A. All I know is is that they have to beat the Rockets tonight or there's going to really be some problems brewing because if they lose every single game they play, I don't care if they're the number one seed. The Clippers are playing great ball even without Harrell. So I'm not buying the Lakers at all right now. I think the Lakers and Bucks both look like crap.
5: Yeah, we'll get to that game later on. You said it already, LeBron not going to play tonight with the groin. He mentioned Rondo there, Scotty. Rondo arrived in Florida, not in the bubble yet, but he could join the Lakers in the bubble within the next couple of weeks. Maybe at some point in the playoffs, they can get him on the floor. One more from LeBron before we move on. Of course, President Trump took his anger towards the NBA yesterday, saying that it's disgraceful that the players are kneeling. LeBron does not care what he says. Here is LeBron, Scotty.
0: I'm not going to get into a because uh, I already know where this could go, where it could could lead to for tomorrow for me. I'm not going to get into it, but um, I think uh, our, our game is in a, in, a, in a beautiful position and we have fans all over the world. And uh, our fans not only uh, love the way we play the game, we try to give it back to them with our commitment to the game, but also respect, um, you know, what else we try to bring to the game and acknowledging, you know, what's right and what's wrong.
3: Well, I think that uh, everybody's entitled to do whatever they want anymore with the anthem. Let's face facts. Every sporting event in the world, everybody's kneeling. No one's respecting it to begin with. But it's not because they don't respect the flag. It's because of social injustice and police brutality. It's been that way since Kaepernick. And this guy uh, in the Oval Office just does not get it. I understand his opinion about standing for the flag at all times. That's fine, too. But his days are numbered. So enjoy The Indian summer, because that's the last that you'll be in the White House. The days of this nincompoop, liar, thief are coming to an end. Count on that because he's a he's just an absolute tool. I mean, I've never seen anything like a world leader in, in this world that we live in behave like this clown. And I can say everything that I'm saying right now about him because everybody knows it's true. I mean, he is an idiot. I mean, the guy, how did this guy get that job? Someone explain that to me. I've never seen any president in my lifetime of 55 years worse than this guy. Christ, Nixon was better. Way better.
5: Reality TV star Scotty, come on now. Uh the Memphis Please. Grizzlies
3: are on He's a male a organ. A He's a gigantic male organ. That's what he is.
5: Grizzlies on a bit of a slide they have uh not played well recently and they lost again yesterday they're leading for the eight seed now down to one game they've got two other teams that are only two games back of them John ja moran says we cannot feel sorry for ourselves we've got to make things happen here's ja
0: Media going, oh, well, they had this league, now they have this league. Somebody's coming to take it. Like, we, we can't pay attention to that because all that would lead to us, you know, us trying to put pressure on ourselves, which um, we don't have to. Um, I mean, we, we are learning from everything we're going through right now. So we got have four games to play, and it's just going to attack those four games.
3: I think they're in big trouble without Jaron Jackson. They still got guys that can play. But I think their lead's in big trouble, and I'll tell you what, I've said this a thousand times on this show, the Blazers are better, they're going to catch them, Uh, they're going to take that spot as sure as I'm sitting here.
5: Yeah, we'll talk about the Suns in a minute too, Scotty, they are right on their tails as well, the way they're playing. The Sixers won yesterday, the Sixers beat the Wizards yesterday, Scotty, Embiid had 30, but the real story, Ben Simmons, he exited the game with a knee injury, we now know, partial dislocation of the left kneecap, he is out indefinitely. It is always something with Simmons, Scotty, and that does not sound good for him to play at all for the Sixers coming up here in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, you know, I think he's a a phenomenal player getting to the 10 and uh, defensively uh, passing, making plays with Embiid, lobs, uh, does it all. The only thing he can't do is shoot from the outside, but he doesn't worry about it when he goes to the rack as much as he does. He's got phenomenal KISS talent around the glass and in the paint and at the rim and above the rim. Without him in that lineup, they are finished. That's it. I don't care. Tobias, Harrison, Embiid cannot carry that team without Ben Simmons. And everybody that knows anything knows that's true.
5: Michael Porter Jr. of the Nuggets Scotty has become uh, the breakout guy. Him and uh, you know a couple other guys become the breakout guy of this bubble so far. The way that he has shown up for the Nuggets, he had his second straight game with 30 points. The Nuggets beat the Spurs. Here's coach Mike Malone. This guy's just he got even more ceiling he can get to.
6: Scotty, here's Malone. Great players bring it every night. And I think the greatest challenge for any young, talented player like Michael Porter is consistency. Can I bring uh, that level of play every single night? Michael Porter, along with everybody else on our roster and coaching staff, did not do a good job in the Miami game. That's all of us. People are, are reporting that I singled Michael Porter out. I didn't single anybody out. I singled us out. But to follow up a really good game against Oklahoma City with a performance of 30 and 15, Uh, shows you the kind of talent he has and his understanding of, I have to bring it every night. Great players bring it every single night. He's getting a great opportunity. He's taking full advantage of it. Uh, Very, very happy for him. And and there's so much room for growth. That's the scary
0: part, especially on the defensive end.
3: You know, uh, look, I I think the other breakout guy for me has been Gary Trent Jr. in uh, Portland's lineup. And there's no doubt uh, Michael Porter Jr. is turning into a a great player Uh, I think that there's no doubt that there's a ceiling for him uh, that's high up because when they drafted him, everybody thought, oh, they must be crazy. What's this guy going to be like in the NBA? Because, you know, when he played in college, he got injured, right? So now we're finding out how much talent he has, and he's exploding on really good teams. So if this guy can go above 25 every night, I mean, over 30 is just too much expectations, if you ask me, but anything over 25, if this guy starts doing that on a regular basis, going to make a ton of money.
5: The Nets get Jamal Crawford back, but now they will not get him back anymore. He's going to miss a few games with a hamstring injury. Unlucky for them. When we come back, Scotty, we'll get to tonight's games right now. Suns and the Pacers, you've got Warren and Booker going at it. Suns up to the early lead. Bucks and the Heat going on now as well. We'll get to tonight's games later on.
3: I mean, this is fantastic. This day, basketball. I don't even, like, look at my family anymore. I got a gambling problem. (laughs) It's awesome.
1: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, Kim, what do you think of uh, Harding Park, PGA Championship, uh going for the Maker? and uh, <laughs> your best. you got good action going on on anybody today in uh, round I one? I got... T-
7: I got too much action. I got to be honest with you, Scotty. Like, some of these long shots I have, they're dogs. Like, I I might as well throw money away, give it to a guy on the street corner. Like, I got a couple guys at four over right now, but... One of the main picks, Brooks Kepka going for the three-peat. We went really hard on him at 11-1 on FanDuel, and we smashed Xander Shoffley. He's in at four under. Brooks Koepka's four under. A couple of the underdogs uh, not doing so great. We'll see how Fleetwood and Wallace, a couple Brits, we have uh, go off later on this afternoon. But the course is great. I got to tell you something. I'm so really surprised these scores are going that low. No wind. That's a good thing right now. But if the wind and the rain pick up, these guys are going to have problems right now because the greens are fast to begin with. Like What you see right now a leader at five under, it'll be like even par will be a good score. But right now conditions are pristine, the best they've been.
3: What do you think of Tigers? Uh he's in the mix.
7: I'm impressed with Tiger actually. I gotta be honest with you, Scotty. I didn't bet him I actually thought he'd, he'd really be like, you know, battling, but say hey, if the weather stays hot and these guys don't have to wear sweaters and backs as an older guy, you know, he'll get it around here. He knows every trick in the book. He's had success. He went to school at Stanford. He knows the San Francisco area. He's played Harding Park, but very impressed with Tiger right now. Anything, Scotty, you know, round one, you just don't want to take yourself out of the tournament with like a 75 or a 76 even par, even one over two over. You're not going to panic about, but two under for Tiger. Guys only three shots off the lead. He looks great right now.
3: So uh the hockey, uh Canucks up one after two periods against the wild. That's a good game. There there's been some chippy stuff going on in that game. Uh seen a couple yep. of fights break out. Miller got pummeled a few times by Hoffman in the ribs. Uh one zip though, uh Canuck's up. And uh that series one and then uh, caps and flyers are underway. Who do you like in that one?
7: I like the Flyers a little bit, small play. I'm on Minnesota big. I just thought it would be a good spot for them. But, you know, the goaltending's been really good. You said it, Scotty. These teams hate each other. It's getting really chippy. A couple of the goaltenders got ran. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a brawl. But I'll tell you, I, I think live betting Minnesota is a big dog right now. It's a tight game. They tie it up. I think they can get it done. But kudos to Vancouver. I'm on Right now, I'm on the wrong side.
3: Do you think Miami can hang with the Bucs without Drogic and Butler? Uh, I think that's two heavy losses.
7: I agree. Uh, Sometimes we like to take the dogs, but uh, I I don't like it in that type of situation. Also, Scotty, look at the situation with the Bucs too. Resting, losing to the Brooklyn Nets outright. I think they kind of want to make a statement. Let's not screw around with these guys today. Probably a double-digit win, Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes the eye test works. The Phoenix Suns, I told you I watched an exhibition game with them and the Raptors and I really like what I saw. This team is different in the bubble right now. They're playing great basketball. I do have them against uh, Indiana, so hockey right now, meh, but uh, basketball's going okay.
3: Suns are out of the gates 24-11 right now. Phoenix up. All right, Cam, we'll talk to you next hour up in uh, Toronto. Cam Stewart, everybody. Don't forget game time decisions. uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3 Pacific later today. All right, uh, Carver High, where are we here?
5: Sorry for Cam. Me and him are on the wrong opposite sides of that Minnesota Vancouver game going on right now. Uh, How about tonight's NBA, Scotty? Clippers and Mavs No uh, Patrick Beverly, like you were mentioning earlier. Let's take a look at what we've got tonight. Right now at FanDuel, you've got the Clippers minus four and a half for this one, Scotty. What do you like here?
3: Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I kind of feel like uh, this is going to be a great game. I I love uh, Doncic and and Singer and the Mavs. I think they can cover the number. Uh, I think the Clippers win the game. I'll middle it.
5: Nuggets coming off of that Michael Porter performance yesterday. They are on back to back. They have Portland, who has been playing very well as well. Blazers minus four and a half here tonight, Scotty.
3: Yeah, again, another game that I think is going to be fantastic. I I think the Blazers have been, for me, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, think that uh, there are certain teams. Playing like Toronto I think maybe the best team in the bubble so far but Portland I put right there with them the way they're playing is phenomenal having Jerkic back I like them to barely beat the Nuggets I don't think they'll cover the number either so I'm going to middle of this game as well I think both of those two late games the uh the 6:30 Clips Mavs game and then the uh Blazers Nuggets at 8 uh, Eastern. I like uh, both those games to be tight. I, I think the Lakers are going to beat uh, the Rockets tonight, even though uh, LeBron's not playing. I mean, they played so bad. If they don't show up at least one night, like I said, uh, there, people are going to start abusing them.
5: Yeah, that line now with LeBron being out has the Lakers plus three and a half. So the Rockets now favorites minus three and a half in that game tonight. No LeBron, but you like them to still get it done tonight.
3: I do. I'm going to take them high risk. Uh, I know that they've looked terrible. Uh, I know that uh, everybody thinks that with LeBron out, they have no chance. And, you know, I, I can see those bats, but I, you know, the Rockets are really, uh, they're not playing great basketball either. Uh, You know, I I love Harden. I love Westbrook. I like, you know, what they do. I like their small lineup. I think they're tough, but the Lakers are in a position here where uh, people are talking about them. Like they suck and that they're phonies and that they're posers and that they're not legit as a number one seed. And just like the Bucs today, I think the Bucs want this game against Miami. Any way you shake it out, I think the Lakers want it tonight just to show people that they still mean business, even without LeBron.
5: Should be another great night of NBA action. Now to the ice, Scotty. You mentioned it, Vancouver with a one nothing lead right now, going to the third against Minnesota. Philly and Washington about to get going last night. In what has been a wild and crazy series so far, the Blackhawks were down a goal with about five minutes to play. They tie the Oilers, and then, with just over a minute to go, here is Jonathan Tays giving them the lead.
3: Tays pulled it back. Keith. Murphy's locked. with the Listen, all I know is Pat Foley the greatest thing that ever happened in America. Uh, and uh, I love uh, the way Taves played in this game and that they came back and won that game and stole that game from the Oilers. That's a huge win for Chicago. They're one away from getting in. So uh, they got to be happy with what they're seeing with this young Blackhawk lineup uh, coming up big. Uh, against a faster, deeper Edmonton team with, you know, the Hart Trophy and Drys Idol and then having Connor McDavid and you're beating them 2-1. I don't care what you say. They should be losing this series, and they're not.
5: Yeah, the great Pat Foley on NBC Sports Chicago. And it's not like, Scotty, Edmonton isn't getting the contributions from the guys they need. I mean, McDavid had a hat-trick in game two. Drys Idol had two goals last night. It's not like their big guns are not showing up. Uh, they're just not stopping Chicago's guys. I mean, Taves has had big goals in this series. Corey Crawford has played well. Uh, One more win for the Blackhawks, and they will be on their way into the first round. Crazy to think about. The other 5-12 matchup in the Eastern Conference has also been pretty crazy because the Canadians now have a 2-1 lead over the Penguins. Penguins blew a 3-1 lead last night. The Canadians come all the way back. They win it late on a Jeff Petrie goal Scotty, uh, still opportunities here for the Penguins. They've got two games to get it done. A lot of pressure on Sullivan and the boys here.
3: They're not going to get it done. They're going to lose this series because they're being outplayed. They're being outskated. Petrie's had an overtime game winner, and now he had another game winner. Uh, They can't score on Price. The Penguins' power play had two quick goals within a minute last night. But those uh, you know, three goals... And probably, you know, 14, 15 power plays there. I think their power play has been anemic. Uh, I think Crosby's the only guy and Hornquist has played tough in front of the net. But there's literally no one else on that team. That I will give any credit to whatsoever, including Malkin, who's been a disaster. He's had an assist. That's it. The whole series, one assist. And they're just paying him too much money. And he's won three Stanley Cups to get one point out of the guy in the series. I'll tell you what they need to do. They have to stop uh, with Murray in goal. They got to go with Jari. He played better uh, in... Um, You know, the uh, exhibition game played better uh, in the season than Murray. Uh, He's come up big for them. They've got to make changes now or never because they're going to lose this series. You cannot lose a 3-1 lead in a Stanley Cup playoff game. They had that game by the and They let him score three straight goals. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I told you on the show the other day. I don't know if you were here or not. It may have been mafia, but I think the window is clearly closed on the Crosby, Malkin, three Stanley Cup era. Uh, But you can say whatever you want about them. Both of them are going to the Hall of Fame, and they won three Stanley Cups together, and the franchise has five Stanley Cups. So they're not uh, immune, as I've told you, to losing to the Islanders and Canadians in, in playoff series. I've watched the Penguins lose to the Canadians and Islanders my entire life, and I hate your guts for half of that.
5: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Just to change things up, I'd throw Jerry in there tomorrow. Just to to change. Not saying it's been Murray's fault, but just to give it a little different look, I'd put Jerry in there.
3: The goal that he gave up up to Petrie on the game winner hit him in the face and popped into the net. Uh, That was a terrible goal to give up along the goal line. I think Murray has been terrible, and I think that uh, Price has been excellent, but we knew that he was capable of that already.
5: The lightning win over the Bruins yesterday, Scotty, they do look like the team right now. They've got four points in that little round robin. So they're just about dialed in. They're going to be the number one seed, it looks like, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Hard to say there's been anybody in that round robin that's played better than them.
3: Listen, uh, anything could happen in the playoffs. They could go into the first round and lose again. But right now, to me... They are still the team that you and I sat in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena and watched play the Vegas Golden Knights. And you and I said that night to each other on my ninth bag of M&Ms and 15th bag of popcorn, I said, these two teams are going to the Stanley Cup Finals, no one else. They're the two best teams in hockey.
5: The Avs fans are missing out on the games as locally the Altitude Television Network and Comcast are in a big fight and nobody can watch the games. Just awful. Just put the games on for the people. The team is playing unbelievable right now. And the numbers overall, Scotty, they've been good. People are into this bubble madness that's been going on in Edmonton and Toronto.
3: You know what they say uh, in in situations like this where you're uh, at the short end of the stick on a television rights deal fight with a team and a a TV network it's called... All right, Dennis Bernstein's our good friend from Lipstick City and the fourth period. Also NHL Radio. We thought we'd get him on to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. Denny, how you doing, brother?
6: Scotty, I see that sweat on your forehead for your penguins. Let's go.
3: <laughs> Listen, last night uh they talked me off the GW bridge. It's like the second time <laughs> in my lifetime the Canadians have had me on the on the ledge. Uh, I'm so livid watching them blow a three-one lead. The language in my house is deplorable. My family doesn't talk to me. My dog bit me. I went to kill myself. They're in big trouble. I think the window's closed on the Crosby Malkin era. They're not winning any more Stanley Cups. So this is not a good hockey team,
6: Scotty. They don't respond in the postseason. What are they? Two and ten in the last twelve. Malkin. I don't know what's going on with him, Bud. I just there's no effort there. But look, if they want to rise up and win a couple of games here, it's still within. Their, this is not the 1971 Montreal Canadiens they're playing. But yeah, you, you just there was no pushback, Scotty. It was stunning. Uh, uh, the the old Pittsburgh teams that won championships—you take that game from three to one to five to one, and it's over. Like to let that team get back in there, and this is a 12 seed. This is a team that lost four games to the Detroit Red Wings this year, and you let that team back in. They played hard. You got to make a lot of changes. I think you got to look first at the defense. Jack Johnson's got to come back. Maybe you pull out Justin Schultz. And I guess you got to give Jerry a shot here in a game four. Um, Not that Murray's been terrible, the same percentage is about 917, but you got to flip the script here and you got to get a different mix of players. Plus, you know, the trade for Patrick Marlowe, he looks like a 40 year old player, Scotty. So there's a lot of problems, a lot of issues with this team. And I agree with you. If they don't win this time around, they get eliminated again like this era is over. You're going to have to look at, I don't know what you could do with the two guys at the top. You're not going to trade. It's just the mix of players just isn't working in the postseason. The last couple of seasons.
3: When they, when, when they stuffed in that three, one goal, they had the two quick goals and the Zucker had the second one. And then they scored again on the stuffer. It was 3-1. I thought it was in the bag. I couldn't believe what I was watching that they leaked three to the Canadians in a row. It made me sick to my stomach. I've never seen anything like it. All right, so Canucks up 1-0 on the wild right now in the third. And the Flyers, uh, I'm seeing 1-0 over the Capitals uh, early in that game. Originally, I saw Caps 1-0. So now I'm seeing Flyers 1-0. I don't know which it is. We were talking about the Lightning, how good they've looked. We already saw them play live. You've seen them play. Uh, We went to see him play Vegas. Carver High and I thought those were the two best teams in the NHL at the time that I watched him skate. I was like, that's just a phenomenal hockey team. I thought they'd go to the finals, those two teams. What do you think of the Lightning, and how do you like the uh, Vegas team today against the Blues?
6: I um, really love the. I like Tampa to win it all. I think this is their year. And remember, Stamkos is practicing. He's not really playing with the team at this point in time. If he can come back, you know, bring points, been a, a, a great player for them. Vasilevsky looks solid in that. They check all the boxes for me, Scotty. So there's no reason why this team go. And if you look at Boston playing, and maybe they're playing on the wraps because the seeding round is really meaningless when you start seeing these teams play. But certainly Tampa is the, clearly the best team. And Vegas, look. I know they have a lot of good players on the team. Mark andre Fleury has been there before. They were two cup final, But that team goes as Nate Schmidt goes. He's a heart and soul player. And when he got his act together against Dallas in that game, they took off. They're a very dangerous team, but I still like Colorado. I just love their speed. I love Nathan McKinnon, true MVP no candidate. I-, I think Colorado was the team. Uh, I-, I just like them a little bit better. But the thing about Colorado is you're not really sure about their goaltending. Like, you know, Mark andre Fleury is going to win games for you in the postseason. Frank Kuz and Grubauer, maybe, maybe not. But they are a very dangerous team. And it looks like they want to play here. They, they've been playing hard in the in the seeding rounds. And that's no surprise, Scotty. The two teams that look like they don't care in the seeding rounds are St. Louis and Boston. And guess what? These were the two teams in the final last year. So I'm, I'm really taking that with a grain of salt. So it looks like Vegas wants to win these games. Uh, but, again, it's it's a tough proposition. I, I'd really lay off these games. I'd rather bet the uh, – so I'm starting to bet overs. I mean, if you hammered the unders early on, Scotty, you made a lot of money, to be honest with you. But you start to see a little bit more scoring in these games. So you got to be a little bit careful with the over-unders.
3: How about Colorado, the fact that the, they hadn't beaten Dallas all year and then they whooped their ass for zip And you're right. The, the one thing that stood out to me was the speed up the middle and on the outside. They really can haul ass.
6: Yeah, and they're a different team this year, Scotty. You know, getting Nazcaji was a big after for them. And then the trades they made at the deadline, getting Nemestikov, like it was a really good trade. He's a really good third-line center. Get, bringing Donskoy in from San, uh, San Jose this year, this team is, is depthful up front. You might want to question their, their defense and maybe their goaltending, but up front – their top four lines are really, really good. They know their roles. The coach has done a really good job. I mean, they wanted to fire that guy three years ago when the team was horrible. But guess what? He got good players, and he started playing well. And we forget it guys like Ranton and Landiscock. They are just so depthful. They're scary. And you mentioned their speed. That's the one thing that you cannot. It's really hard to defend their speed. And so I give them a punch. I do like them coming out of the West, Scotty. I think it's going to be a Tampa Bay Colorado final at this point.
3: Wow! Hey, so uh, Dennis Bernstein with us from the fourth period and NHL Radio. Do you think uh, the Islanders uh, the, the 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 series with the Panthers? I thought Florida basically. Um, I thought they played dirty to get back in the series. I thought they got physical. I thought they got yeah. uh, nasty after the whistle. I thought there was. I saw it, like at one point. I saw a guy with the fake headbutt. He was going to drop a headbutt in the game. Uh, And then, uh, do you think they can play that way against the Islanders and even up the series, or do you think uh, NYI is going to finish them off?
6: I I give Florida for showing a heartbeat, Scotty, because they didn't have that in the first two games. I don't trust that team. I don't trust them to win three straight against the Islanders. I think the Islands will get back on track and win in four. I I really There's something going They had just no attention to detail in Florida. They They had to play that game hard. Right? They, they, if they just wave the flag on that, then you got to ship guys out. But Roski was better in this game. I do not trust Florida. I like the Islanders in four. I think they'll get back to the rock solid defense. Boromoff will play well again, and I think they'll advance.
3: What did you think of the Blackhawks uh, against you know two games in a row where McDavid had a huge game, then Dreisaitl had a huge game, and yet they were able to manipulate one of those games and steal it last night because of uh, you know bottom line tapes?
6: Scotty, I had Chicago in four in the series. I like, I do not like the way they play. Look, first of all, playing Mike Smith in the net in the first game was a disaster. Like this team can't play five on five. They made terrible decisions. You know, with, with the puck in their own zone, and now they're complaining about the guy not getting bounces. They got a bad bounce last night. Scotty, they're the, the Oilers are losing a series to a goaltender who's got an eight fifty nine save percentage. They're just not that good. They have two incredible all-world players. And you look at the rest of the lineup: Zach Cassian, Chase on. It's just not there, Scotty. Even if they get through this round, there's no way they go out and five the next. But I picture Coglin four because I believe in Taves and Kane. I saw the first game, those guys were motivated. I saw the first period. like, these guys want to play. They're not looking at themselves as a 12 seed. And I think they find a way to win. I just think there's too many. They make too many mistakes in Edmonton, and they're just too dependent on two guys. It's a 20-man roster, Scotty, and you just can't do this in the playoffs when guys like Tays and Kane are motivated.
3: I think you're right, Denny. Uh, I got to tell you, that's a really entertaining series, though. I've enjoyed watching it late night. I'm sitting up at, you know, one in the morning with one eye open watching those third periods, and uh, I got to tell you, it's been pretty entertaining. Flames and Jets, same thing. Very physical, nasty. They don't like Ooh. each other, uh, and and Flames up two one. Can they finish him off tonight, or do you think uh, the Jets uh, answered the bell? I kind of feel like Ferrellipag going to show up for this thing and make it go five.
6: Uh, I think you're being too hopeful here, Scotty. It just, without Lane and without Shy Flea, I assume they're not going to play. That's a really tough out for them. They were heroic in game two. After those injuries, to win that game was really heroic. And Connabelle kind of like, hasn't been that great. I just think there's too much offense. math and chuck, love him or hate him. He's in the middle of everything. I just think you're feeling it right now. I think, I, I just think this is the series is going to be over um, in game four. But tomorrow is the really, Scott, there's kind of, going to be six games that are deciding games that, that are elimination games. Like, tomorrow's going to be like, like Christmas morning for all of us. That's going to be something else. But I do like Calgary to close out this in four because there's the talent. There's, when you've got Andrew Kopp as your first-line center in Winnipeg, they're going to try hard. They're going to try to be as physical as Calgary. I just don't think they have enough juice to beat Calgary in game four.
3: And what about the Leafs' jackets tonight?
6: I can't wait for the press conference on John Tortorella after the game. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, it's going to be a, gr- it, Scotty. it's going to be a two, one, three, two game. It's going to be a grinding game. It's a, a matter of styles, a matter of will, which team will impose their will. Will it be the grinding game of Columbus? or will it be the speed game of Toronto. Uh, I think this is a five game series. So, regardless of who wins tonight, I think we're going five. I give a little edge to Toronto because their skill guys look better in game two, but this is going to be a long series. This could go overtime in game five before we're done.
3: Are you surprised at what Arizona's doing with uh, Smashville?
6: No, because Nashville is a mystery, Scotty. They have to change them. They've got two eight million dollar centers and a six million dollar center and third line center, and they still can't win. It is not surprising to me. I really wasn't interested in because the two of the more boring teams for me. But when you look at, at at Nashville, it's not surprising they're underachieving. They're a sixth seed. They have enough talent to win a division, but yet they're a sixth seed. It's not surprising that Arizona is grinding out games. And that, you know, Kemper's played really, really well for them. Uh, I'm not surprised that Nashville, and I, you know, they have to make some serious changes because even if they would get past Arizona, I think they're an easy out in the next round.
3: So what do you think of the Flyers? It was a lot in goal that uh, stood up. It's uh, after one, one one-nothing for Philadelphia. What do you think of the way the Flyers really played the season and how they've gone into the postseason here?
6: I think they're the one team that's has everybody got everybody's attention. They're playing this round hard. Unlike the other eight teams, they are playing this like it's the actual playoffs. And they're deep, and they're smart, and they're talented. Proveroff's a monster on the blue line. Carter hart doing great in net. Now, I don't think they're as good as Tampa, but I would suspect the way they're playing right now, I think it's a Tampa-Philly final in the East. I think Tampa will win because of their veteran leadership and they're just a little bit more depthful. But this is a team into the future, Scotty, unfortunately for you and as a Penguin fan. This team is coming. They're coming hard. Chuck Fletcher's made some great moves with the roster, hiring A.V., they're just clicking on all cylinders. They will be a tough out. That could be a six. If It is Philly and Tampa in the East final. Scotty, that's a six or seven game series. This team is ready to play, and they've got enough talent to go
3: deep. Vancouver now up two zip in that game. What do you think of that young Canuck team?
6: I love them, Scotty. I love them way better than Minnesota. I think it was a matter of just finding their bearings. A lot of youngsters on that team, a lot of experience. I think the first game against Minnesota in the postseason kind of caught them by surprise. Love Brock Bezzer. I know those rumors about him being traded were ridiculous in Vancouver. Pedersen's been great. Bo Horvat's a heart and soul guy. and But the guy who's going to make that team go is the goaltender. Jacob Markstrom has been great in the last two games. I like him to advance over uh, Minnesota. It's probably not that time yet, Scotty, because the top four teams, maybe other than Dallas, are, are clearly better. But this is a team of the future. If Jim Benning keeps adding to this roster, they're going to be a contender in the next season or two.
3: Bezzer had a power play goal uh, early. Roussel had a goal. That's uh, the two-zip lead for Vancouver right now. Uh, I got 45 seconds, Denny. What do you think? I mean, it's just been fantastic in Edmonton and Toronto. The NHL has it all figured out like the NBA. The bubble's working.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And, Scotty, it's been great. And the thing about it is with all these distractions, Scotty, the intensity is there. These players that are playing in the, in the, in the qualifying rounds are are totally intense. They want to win. They're not looking at this as just, you know, something that just finished the season. The intensity of all the Stanley Cup playoffs is there. And like I mentioned, tomorrow's going to be fantastic. You've got six elimination games on play tomorrow. The the stake, every the stakes are as high as they can be. And I think it's just a lead into the next round, which I think will be equally as good.
3: So tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern, when I start doing uh, Coast to Coast, the Penguins uh, season will end and you can watch me on television live for two hours meltdown and see if I can do a show without cussing, because I've never watched a Penguin game the last couple of years without cussing. I know that my mouth is deplorable. Denny, I love you. Great stuff. Good to have you on Coast to Coast. We'll catch up again soon, brother. Stay healthy.
6: You're the best, Scotty. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it.
3: There he is from the fourth period in NHL radio, Dennis Bernstein, and la, 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 Lipstick City. I told you, Vancouver up, two zip flyers up, one zip on the caps, coast to coast.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. Good having Dennis Bernstein on from NHL Radio. Uh, The Heat are just pouring it on the overrated Bucks. You can quote me on that. 45 to 30, nine and change left in the second, down in the bubble. And, I mean, they're shooting the lights out from downtown in this game as well. We'll keep our eyes on that one. Fan question time. David writes, Pharrell, new Dolphins running back. Matt Breida, this guy's in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, prides himself on being the nfl's fastest player does anyone really believe that that he's the fastest player in the nfl does it even matter i mean uh i'd be willing to bet money on that uh, tyree kill that guy's a blazer as well but what does it matter what is breeda one and what's he gonna win down in miami anytime soon i don't think anything so you, you can win the fastest man contest. Do they still do they still do that in the NFL? Do they have do they have these kind of races? I know uh, Josh Allen and and Pat Mahomes want to have a throwing contest. Maybe we could have a fastest man contest too. Maybe we could have the fattest man. Maybe we could have the best looking man. Maybe we could have <laughs> the guy that can dunk the best in the NFL. I and mean, a lot of those guys can get up. They got hops. I mean, what is going on with Matt Breida? Like, is he trying to make a name for himself here with the statement of the day that he's faster than everybody in the NFL? Listen, here's what the NFL should be worried about right now. Not Matt uh, and his uh, speed, but whether or not uh, people are uh, getting COVID. That's what they should be worried about. How are the training camps going in terms of testing and protocols to make sure that the players are healthy? I know that they have uh, a lot of positives, what, 56-plus tests. So I think that's the priority. Uh, no one cares about Brita. Everyone cares to see if, A, uh, these camps are working, B, if they're going to have a NFL season, and C, if you're going to be able to go see the game. You're not going to be able to go see the games in the new stadium in Vegas. I know that. And L.A. Can't go there either.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast.